Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. If y'all didn't remember, you are in church. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The Word of God for the people of God. Good morning, Park Avenue. Let's give the band a hand again. <laughs> Jill texted me this week and she said, What song do you want to do? What are you talking about? I said, About happy thoughts, being, you know positive whatever you look at and what song would you like I said I would like to do happy the text message came back a few seconds later she said we can do that and y'all definitely did that I appreciate that I definitely appreciate that definitely appreciate that let us pray before we go into the word this morning God we thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning in our right minds for our feet to lead us into this place. We, we pray a special prayer this morning, God, for our nation and for our world and for every leader that is head of any country, any community, any territory. We pray that you give them wisdom, that you give them wise discernment, hearts of peace, Give them the spirit of peace. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Let the church say amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. There's a quote from Abraham Lincoln that says, Folks are usually about as happy as they make their minds up to be. See, everyone longs to be happy. Some people seem to be happy regardless of whatever, ha- whatever they have going on in their lives. They feel secure and satisfied, even when they don't have all of the material things like the, the car and the clothes and the bling bling. 
the, the big bucks, you know, that makes worrying about bills go away. Or even the big stuff like not having a partner or family that they can count on. Regardless, they always seem happy. They don't get down on themselves looking at what other people have. Some seem happy even when they are sad and depressed. And this is because happiness for them is just a thought away. Happy thoughts can alter the way you perceive the world. It can rejuvenate the body, which in turn leads to happiness. Happy thoughts changes your viewpoint. It's what makes that cup that looks half empty look half full. It can turn a frown into a smile. It is waking up on the right side of the bed. That kind of mentality. Even in the movie Peter Pan, it was in Peter's ability to think happy thoughts that made Peter fly. And it is in life. It is also in our ability to look at things in a positive way and to have happy thoughts. It's in our ability to be optimistic. Now, it doesn't help us fly. But it does help us connect with God and people. It helps us stay positive and it creates a better world for, that others may not perceive. It helps us that we may see the possibility and a better outcome, even when things look indifferent, even when the road ahead looks rough. It's the loving your enemy mentality. It's the trouble don't last always perception. In Psalms 35, it even says that weeping may endure for the night, but rejoicing come in the morning, that kind of mentality. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor again, think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. So in 2020, as we talk about having this 2020 vision, boundless possibility, we have to first look at how we view things, how we view situation, how we perceive life, how we view struggle and change and growth. Where should our thoughts be? What should be our underlining focus? Where should we perceive and place our minds? Tell to, turn to your neighbor again. Tell them it starts with your thinking. It starts with your thinking, your thoughts, and your, your viewpoint. There is a quote that says, We can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorns have roses. It's how you view things, how you see things. So this morning, what's going to help us? We're going to uh, adopt a notion, and we're going to interject Philippians 4, 4 through 8 that was read this morning that tells us what to put our focus on. So let's set the stage. Let's uh, see what Paul is trying to tell us in these few verses this morning. First, we must understand and make note that Paul is in prison. And in my mind, in my, my imagination, he is confined to a small, a small cold dungeon uh, the size of someone's walk-in closet, a room with a hole in the middle for his toilet, a little hay on the floor for his bed, and only a ray of sunshine crackling through two iron-barred windows. Rats are his roommate. Iron bars are his front door. But somehow, someway, Paul writes. And ironically, he writes a thank you letter to the Philippians for their continued help and support. He encourages their growth from a jail cell. 
he tells them that his suffering, although trying, will increase the reach and progress of the gospel. In a jail cell, Paul writes, he tells us, uh, for to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. He displays his testimony when he says, I have suffered the loss of all things and I count it but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Look at Paul's way of thinking. I count it all but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. In a jail cell, Paul writes. And then here in chapter 4, Paul gives us a final word of encouragement. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Get excited about what God is doing. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And in the peace of God, which transcends, which changes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So let's analyze the thought process. Paul is in a jail cell telling those that are free, rejoice in the Lord always. Now oftentimes it is the individual, individual that has the liberty of freedom who is giving encouragement to the one whom is confined. But in this moment, uh, it, was a, it was like a historian, Nelson Mandela moment, who preached from a jail cell and liberated an entire country. Nelson Mandela preached from iron bars. He, he said they must have learned to hate, and if they can learn to hate, then they can be taught to love, for love comes more naturally to the human heart than the opposite. They were preaching from a jail cell. The jail cell didn't quiet their voices. From a jail cell, Paul says, rejoice, rejoice. Get excited about what the Lord is doing because the Lord is near. Don't rush anything. Wait and pray and let the Lord know what it is that you need. And eventually the mindset ushered in by the peace of God will give you understanding which once avoided you. Then in the verse 4, 8, Paul says these words, finally, brother, finally, my friend, meaning it is the closing argument. It, this is what you should harp on. This is the takeaway, the shining light. This is what is most important. Finally, that whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things of lovely, whatever things of, of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. Paul tells us whatever things are true. Truth is the inherent likeness of God. God is truth. So put your mind on God's truth. There's a saying that says a lie don't care who tells it. That means even if we tell it to ourselves. So don't feed into the lies that you been told or the ones that you're telling yourself. 
God does love you. No, you are not a mistake. You are not alone in this. Yes, I know the job lets you go, but that's not your end. That job doesn't define you. I know that they are saying that you're overqualified or underqualified, that you have a record, but keep on keeping on. God has more for you. God has something for you. Focus on that truth. I know that relationship didn't work out, that you thought it would last a lifetime, but that doesn't mean that you are now half a person. You're more than enough. Yes, I know the doctor report wasn't ideal, but the truth is it can turn around. It's about how you look at things. Whatever is true, God's truth, focus on that. Put your mind on that truth. That trouble don't last always, that in the morning, Rejoicing will come, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble. In other words, whatever things are upright or moral or simply put, whatever things are good, place your mind in that place. And when we ask the question, what thoughts then are good for us? Thoughts of strength, that's good. Thoughts of abundance in your spiritual and physical life, that's good. Thoughts of stability, thoughts of growth, thoughts of peace, Thoughts of confidence. Yes, I am that and all a bag of chips. Thoughts of doing what is right, that is, what is moral. Place your mind on these good things. Thoughts of heralding change. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. There is a saying by Cornel West that says, Never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. Whatever things are just, in other words, whatever things are unbiased, unprejudiced, fair, and objective. Place your mind on these things. In other words, understand other folks in their journey and their struggle and advocate for them. Stop judging folks in 2020. Act justly with God's people in 2020. Whatever things are agreeable to justice and righteousness, all that we owe to God, to our neighbor and to ourselves, place your mind on these things. Justice is what love looks like in public. Place your mind on uh, changing old laws that oppress. Place your mind on helping provide a, uh, equal education, fair wages, a justice system that works. Place your mind on these things. When you place your mind on justice, then you're placing your mind on love for one another. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, in other words, Whatever is of good nature, what is seen as useful to others, whether it is in uh, conduct or conversation. This word means that whatever is dear to anyone, what is pleasing to anyone. So what is it saying to us Christians? That we shouldn't be the people who are always focusing on things that are sour and crabby and upsetting because no one always likes to be around a negative person. It's like a fly that's always around your ear and you're just like, Christians shouldn't be the person who, whose outlook is always stormy, uh, whose eye is always severe or unkind, a person that finds fault in everything and everyone. 
When everyone else sees success, they point out the one thing that's not going right or is up to standards. Focus what on it, what is pure and lovely and, and, and dear and pleasing to everyone. And when we are that person that is, has that sour and bad attitude, that gives a negative outlook that can alter your own vision. And it leaves a bad taste in folks' mind about Christians. Place your mind on these things that are pure and lovely and kind. Don't be the person that's always negative. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, just, and pure, and lovely, whatever things are of a good report. I always say this, and I live by this, that I never want to ever be a part of bad news. I don't like hearing bad news. I don't take bad news well, but I, you know, I just don't like hearing it. I don't like hearing bad news about anyone. It, it bothers me. So when it says whatever things of a good report, it's telling us uh, these things that the public agree on and a knowledge that are useful and profitable and life-giving. Just as being as uh, things that give good light, that gives good news, like charitable events and, and volunteering activities that give back, things that place you in a good light. It's kind of why I don't like watching the news because the news just keeps throwing bad news at you and you wake up with a bad mentality, a bad mindset. Place your mind on things that people can appreciate. Place your mind on these things. Don't always lean your ear to hearing bad news about someone. Seek good news. Pray for those who are going through something. Celebrate someone in their blessing and find solutions that bring you together. Then, then Paul's right. Of all of these things, if there is any virtue or if there is anything praiseworthy. Simply put, if I have missed anything in action or deed or mindset, if there's anything that's truly beneficial to the upkeep of your mind and the message of Christ, your growth within Christ, if there's anything to rejoice in the Lord, if there's anything that you can shout about, meditate on these things. Yeah, reflect on these things. Let them be the objective of which uh, you put careful attention and study to. Practice these things. Live by these things. Think. What is your obligation? It is your obligation to be influenced by these things. Meditate on this. Ponder is worth. Because we all know, I know that there are a lot of things going on in this world. Yes, we, 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 we know that there is a lot of distractions that, yeah, yeah, that life may be hard right now. We know that these are trying times. Yes, we know that sometimes it feels like all hope is gone, like our country is in disarray, like churches are acting more like businesses than soul-saving havens. Yes, I know that there is so much to complain about. But meditate on 
these things. Meditate what on is true, what is just, what is lovely, what is good, what is of a good report, what is moral. And in thinking on these things, maybe it'll change your viewpoint, your circumstance, how you see the world in general. Paul was in a jail cell. And, our, and some of us are still in a jail cell in our minds. But that does not mean that that in order for us to give someone encouragement, for order for, order for us to, to, to focus on good things, to meditate on good things, that does not stop us. Focus on what is of a good report, a good light. Keep your happy thoughts. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively. And serve creatively. Creatively.